1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Brendan Rodgers admits Celtic fans should be alarmed by their worst league start in 20 years Stephen Gerrard hails his ruthless Rangers after a 5-1 win against St Johnston Hart still set the pace but it was a tough weekend for the likes of St Mirren and Dundee I'm Gordon Duncan, joining me tonight is Alex Ray and Hugh Kevens. Here's the bottom line no club with an annual wage bill of £59 million can fail to win the Scottish Premiership. No club who pays their manager £2.5 million, excluding bonuses, can fail to win the Scottish Premiership. But it looks as if Celtic will need to break the £60 million wage barrier and pay big money in the January transfer window to avoid failure. And Brendan Rodgers will need to earn his money as well in order to protect his own reputation because a real and present danger to Celtic's domination is here and there's no point in pretending otherwise. Alex Ray and then when the second game rolled around yesterday at Ibrox, question marks over how Rangers would recover from playing in Europe and so on, and they answered them all. Pretty convincingly, didn't they? Yeah, they were uh, rampant. Uh, Gordon uh, was the word of the day yesterday. They were uh, seen the highlights last night. Middle to front, very good, really impressive. Plenty of pace. Uh, it's been a great weekend, Gordon, of football. You know, Hibs did well again. Uh, Hamilton, a massive one against St Mirren. Uh, Patrick Thistle back to winning ways as well. But the talking points, I think, tonight will be Rangers and Celtics. A big weekend for both clubs. And Hugh Keevans, as always, Scottish football delivers big stories everywhere oh. you look. Well, I mean, you started, and rightly so, with Brendan Rodgers' response to the question put to him after the game at Rugby Park yesterday. He was asked, should the Celtic supporters be alarmed by the start that they have made to the season? I honestly thought at that point that Brendan Rodgers would say, no, not at all. There's a long way ahead. He simply said, yes. And you can't blame a man for telling the truth, as he perceives it to be. Some other managers might have said, well, uh, no, no, of course they shouldn't be alarmed. But if Brendan Rodgers says the Celtic supporters should be alarmed, then alarmed they should be. And everyone knows it's early, Alex. We're not out of September yet, but are you sensing a feel-good factor around Ibrox at the moment? Yeah, very much so, Gordon. I think if you look at the two uh, league games uh, back-to-back last week, nine uh, goals scored, two away in Spain as well against decent opposition. So... I think there's a, a, a kind of belief about Rangers at the moment they can actually go on and do something in mean, the back of the nine uh, undefeated as well in Europe which is relatively impressive. Mm. The one thing about this Gordon and you can also say this about Hearts they've brought in about 15 players apiece mm. managed to get them up and running from the off and they look as if they're gathering momentum Rangers uh, at the moment so uh, big games coming up they've got uh, Livingston and Hearts. And with respect to Hearts you know when I say there's a clear and present danger for Celtic where their domination of our game is concerned It starts with Hearts Who, let's not forget, are five points clear at the top So I'm not dismissing Hearts But I am pointing towards Rangers and their resurgence You've had just a flavour of what Hugh Keevens and Alex Ray Took away from the weekend's football But 
What did you take away from it? 0141 951 1025 Get in touch, let us know And if you'd rather tweet Then we are at Clyde SSB Brendan Rogers says It's a concern his side couldn't handle the basics As they were beaten 2-1 by Kilmarnock yesterday The Hoops boss says he felt They did enough to win the game And admits they will need to sort out Their defensive issues and quickly I'd have been disappointed to draw the game But to actually lose it was, was bitterly disappointing It was a scrappy sort of game so, uh, but I, I still felt we had the better moments and, and the more control of the game. But two basic situations cost us, and uh, yeah, so I'm so disappointed. And I take the responsibility for that. Uh, you make the changes to try and give that energy and, and that brightness and sharpness that may not be there if you've played on a Thursday night. But yeah, it was still difficult for us. But listen, that's you know, Kilmarnock will always be deep uh, in their block set, so you've got to be able to run beyond them and get behind them and we mixed our game up fairly well at times it's never like I've said before it was never going to be a good football game on the surface but we want to try and find ways to win and we end up getting in front and, and for the, from there we're pretty comfortable didn't create so much to be honest self felt that defensively in that we, we were solid so to give away you know that the first goal comes from a corner and then the second one's just basic it's a, it's a corner you've got to defend it got to be strong and, uh, and, and Stuart Finley gets in front of our guys so so disappointing from a footballing perspective In terms of how Celtic are going about games They're actually Rangers game aside Quite consistent If you if you listen to all the calls we're getting Because Everyone knows that They, they have all these Good attacking options But they don't seem to be working at the moment They don't seem to be breaking teams down Especially when teams are You know d- Defending in numbers Yeah I think that's a, a fair point Gordon I think most people have actually been on the show Saying they've been pretty Lack lust Lack tempo uh, creativity uh, he, he said there We didn't have a, enough uh, Creation in around About the Kamarnock box But Even if you go back to Last year Obviously they won the treble But uh, their home form Last year Hugh Was yeah. alarming as well There was a lot of draws Within that They've dropped points At the start of this season So This is something That's been ongoing This has not happened overnight And uh, obviously losing Dembele Is a big problem and, and I think that's one of the issues For me I feel as if Dembele was a really good foil for the system they play with the the four two three one. He was the talisman. He was the guy who led the line. Uh, Lee Griffiths will get you goals, but he does not lead the line like uh, Dembele. Edwards come into the fold. Did really well coming off the left. Uh, other than the the hat trick, I think he got uh, through the middle. He struggled. He struggled to lead the line uh, in the same kind of effect as Dembele. And the, the general scheme of things, Alec. I repeat, you cannot. Have a fifty-nine million pound wage bill, and a team who can't score against St Mirren and who can't hold a lead against Kilmarnock, and you can't have a manager on that astronomical money who finishes second or worse. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five to let us know what you think. John's in Clyde Bank. Hi, John. Hi, guys. Good evening. Hi, John. Hi John. All right, regular callers. No, um, I'm going to put this to you. Uh-huh. I've been warning about this for a year. As you know, I have with my phone calls. And yesterday was maybe the Celtic fans waking up and, and getting their eyes really, really opened on what's going on at our club. I really believe... There's against Kilmarnock yesterday and Kilmarnock last season. We got a goal yesterday and it was like the freakiest goal. We never had really another shot on target. It happened again last year. Our forward line is non-existent. We don't score any goals. That from the from the back to the front is an absolute disarray. There seems to be like no one in in charge of how we are playing anymore. 
teams have absolutely sussed us, sussed us, and how to play us. How right? And I could, I, I understand a wee bit about Kilmarnock's part, but Kilmarnock played on it. They played fluent attacking football down our left hand side. Was shocking. How, and how Brendan Rodgers and the Celtic board cannot see this demise happening in front of them since last year. Well, clearly he can, John. Clearly he can because. He can. Yeah, yeah, he can. Beca- he can because he was asked yesterday after the game, should the Celtic fans be alarmed? And he said yes. So those are the words of a man who sees reasons for the supporters and himself to be alarmed. It's why it has come to this. Now, with regard to the board, because they always get thrown into the mix, we're talking about Dermot Desmond and Peter Lawwell. They're the only people who truly matter here, the chief executive and the, the principal shareholder. Now, the Celtic wage bill is £59 million. That's a club who are looking after their manager in terms of budget, in terms of who he wants to bring in. Celtic's squad is big on numbers, but it's now being shown to be short on quality because the number of players who can make a difference between Celtic maintaining their domination of the game and failing to maintain their domination of the game, you know, there are plenty of players there whose time's up at Celtic and the squad could be doing with being whittled down and Celtic need to bring in other players and should have done in the summer. We'll have to do so in January if things get any worse. And an awful lot of players are going to have to be offloaded. offloaded. And, uh, you know, that's going to take a bit of work. It's not, but the thing is, Hugh, I, I get the fact that what you're saying there that there's plenty of players who are pretty much not featured. There's, there's lots of guys in the fringes. Oh. But see the core 15 to 20 players that are still. Very much mainstays They are more than good enough To go on a run The fact yeah. of the matter is That they're not doing it I get your point in saying There's lots of guys That you could just Ship them out now Cut costs But yeah, but you, you only you look at those that. guys when results start of going badly do. Don't you? And, no and no Gordon, one mentioned them Gordon, previously Gordon, yeah. I think up until a couple of weeks ago There was 8 or 9, 10 players Who'd played against Rangers last year So they still have a nucleus And a, and a squad of players That would most And you, you mentioned that the Most teams would bite your hand off Most of these guys yeah. Would walk into teams The the, the problem with Celtic and, and the colours right John They're not firing They've not been firing For a long time Middle to front They're struggling uh, I, I, I get, I've got to say Defensively Over the course Have been not too bad uh, Yesterday was like A really good strike For Chrissy Burke The second goal Is amateur hour Particularly at the timing Of the game They're the, the ones That you see out So Celtic have more Than enough in reserve there's a bigger issue and a bigger problem at Celtic than the actual personnel. The right back's been a, a problem for a yeah. while. Loose things clearly looking as if he'd been a great player for Celtic, fine servant, but he's looking as if he's finished. Scott Sinclair, whether it's a crisis of confidence or whether he's finished as well, but Scott Sinclair at the moment is nothing to offer mm. Celtic, and too much of that is going on. But I repeat, Celtic ought to have enough players. Yeah. To find a way past St Mirren Or hold on to a lead against Kilmarnock they're, they're all on good money Because they were good players Brought to Celtic And they have to find a way It's not, enough, not good enough to say Oh they all sit back against us And have sussed us out Well Do something about it then Final word to you John Oh I, I don't think Yesterday's surprise It's, it's no surprise to me Because I've been seeing it and, and they've been saying to people, look, this isn't happening here. This is not working. So, if I can see it, and I'm only a punter, Brendan Rodgers could see it. But, but then it goes back to, 
absolutely who we bought in in, in, in January at the last day a, a player who could have got a team for his like who was on, on loan to Hibs and we get him back on loan the boy Henry who to me looks like strip no disrespect to him is too big for him right and, and he's scared for playing for Celtic Football Club and then this and, and this that last window we, we bought nobody we had three players that we went for we already had Eduardo so we've not we've not really added anything in, in my eyes and he went with the same same boys as it went last year, and it wasn't working last year, and it's still working this year. And, and if it, nothing happens, we won't. We'll know eight in a row. But John, when he went, John, when he went with the same players from last season against Rangers, everyone came on here and said how wonderful it was, and it just showed no, you it, how good Celtic were. No, no, but you were playing against a, a Rangers team who were absolutely de- disoriented, demoralised. They had no leadership. No, I, I could feel the team against that that that, that Rangers. No, team I'm talking about this season. What? I don't know. Well, what we need to do is play Rangers every week. <laughs> Even Hugh Evans can't arrange that one for you. Thank you to John and Clyde Bank. It's 0141951025. Um, Anthony, though, is on Twitter. He's a bit more optimistic. He says, Despite what Brendan says, I'm not concerned. The season's hardly even begun. It's only six points. Teams have had 15 point leads and still lost the title. Plenty of time to make it up. Scaremongering. Well, Nothing it's a, it's more. A he manager, says, it was a Celtic manager for yeah. Well, he says, Despite what Brendan says, to be fair yeah. to Anthony, he acknowledges that. He doesn't have to agree just because Brendan Rogers says it. Uh, despite the good start to the season, um, sorry, let's hear a bit more from Brendan Rogers. I was going to go into something else, but uh, he admits that there is a bit of pressure on him and the players after that start to the league. He says they have a chance to put some of that right on Wednesday uh, against St Johnston. Let's hear more from the Celtic boss. It's a challenge. I think it's, you know, we have to accept that. Like I say, never get too carried away when we win. Never overly disappointed when we lose, but there's no doubt we need to be better. And when you're at the biggest clubs, you don't win games, the heat comes on to you. But you got to be able. This is where you show you're a Celtic player, and manager, and, and staff. We uh, we come together. You know, you lose games. You're always uh, the spotlight's always going to be on you. But you got to work hard. You got to away do the basics right. And uh, and like I say, it's the basics that cost us today. So we have to live with it and, and look to our next game, which is a quarter final game away at St Johnson. I think teams have got better. I think teams are better. I also think there's a, a newfound respect playing against Celtic where teams are deep. We have to find the, the answers to that. We have to have work well, work well on the training pitch when we can get on it, analyse the game, see who can be better and, and build a mentality again that allows you to, to win your next game, which is important. David's in Carfin. Hi, David. All right, boys. Good, thanks. What's on your mind? Um, I tell you what it is. I, 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 this is my opinion on what's happened. Um, with Celtic this season I think Celtic obviously are a well run club I think we've had a plan moving into this season um, that we were going to qualify for the Champions League with the squad from last season and I think that Dembele and Boyata for that matter were given assurances most probably that once that had happened that they could secure their move to wherever they were going to um, I don't think the Celtic board and Brendan Rodgers have even nearly banked on what was going to happen across the city and the fact that Rangers who were announcing loads of losses when it came to their accounts were able to come out with a 15 to 20 million pounds worth of investment on new players and I think that that Celtic have decided after seeing that that it wasn't going to be good enough to to, to follow through with that plan they had to keep the the, the squad for last year and they went to Bayata and, and, and Dembele and said look he's trying to go and I think that 
both of them have sparked the dummy out. Bayata obviously didn't play in Europe. Um, Dembele hardly played in Europe as well. He then engineered his move away on the last day of the window, giving us no time whatsoever to replace them. Um, and I think that there's a little bit of disharmony in the squad um, with what's happened. And I think that we've started slowly. Um, who could have predicted, though, that Rangers would spend fifteen to twenty million pound on fourteen or sixteen players. Yeah, but you should look, you should look at your own stall first of all. You know, it was Celtic's job to seize the moment. They had won the double treble. You must then seize the moment, not stand still, get in players, and go on and aim for the treble, treble, and uh, aim for the Champions League group stages for the third season in a row. But the transfer window in the summertime was a waste of time for Celtic because they should have got John McGinn. They sold Armstrong for very good money, good business, but they should have got John McGinn. He would have done them a real job. And they slept in on that one. They just assumed they would get John McGinn because of his Celtic background. And they should have had a plan in place, to my way of thinking, for Dembele and the day he left because every transfer window since Dembele scored the hat-trick against Rangers uh, every transfer window he was the, the obvious number one target for people so that they should have been better prepared for that the, the, the transfer window then finishes with oh this looks bad let's bring in Yusuf Malumbo uh, with the greatest respect he's a squad filler uh, Alex, I, I don't think Rangers have quite spent fifteen to twenty million. But what, what about David's general point? I mean, they have they've, they've spent money, they've, they've brought players in. I don't think it's quite that much. But anyway, no. Well, listen, I think it was uh, fairly evident. I, we, we touched upon it at the tail end of last season, Gordon. We were saying how many players the Rangers need to bring in. We were saying six, seven, eight. But it's actually turned out to be fifteen players, Gordon, because it was so far off the pace. The club was pretty much at a low point, a low ebb. Their home form was dire. Um, but when you look at the team, for an example, yesterday, Gordon, you know, you've got three or four guys who were Bosmans, Freeze, and I think that's the importance of a recruitment um, department. Uh, you look at a couple of guys like uh, young Ryan Kent, uh, Kula Bali, uh, you know, Flanagan come in for nothing. So, uh, Alan McGregor. So, the important thing about all this is is trying to recruit the right type of guys. Thanks to David and Kerfin. It's 0141 if you want to get involved. Uh, and we're going to hear from Stephen Gerrard after the travel with Amber. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years. Duke Evans and Alex Ray here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Give us a call or send us a tweet if you want to get involved in the discussion. We're on Twitter at Clyde SSB. Liam McLaughlin on about Celtic. He says, Teams have all progressed and we've regressed. If teams sit back and are well organised, we can't break them down. We've not replaced Roberts, Armstrong, or Dembele. Poor recruitment is the reason for our poor form. If you agree or disagree, 0141-951-1025. Let's hear from Stephen Gerrard, though, shall we? He says, The 5 1 win over St Johnson showed their ruthlessness. He says, I've now set the bar in terms of performances. And he admits that Celtic's defeat earlier in the day did give his players a spring in their step and says they're ready to capitalise whenever other teams slip up. I thought we were very good, especially on the back of a, a tough night on Thursday. It was the exact performance I was looking for. I thought we were ruthless at times. We played some stunning football, five very, very good goals. The only uh, fault is obviously the, the penalty at the end. and I think we got a little bit sloppy in the last ten minutes, but 
all in all, I'm very happy today. I think, if anything, the results over the weekend, not just Celtic, but Hearts as well, I think that gave us a bit of a spring in our step. And um, you know, when we're presented with opportunities like that, we have to make sure that we're um, we're ready to pounce, especially if we're off the top. Every any time someone above us drops points or doesn't get the points that they're looking for, we have to capitalise on that. And I thought we did. Played some really good stuff. I'm really happy. Yeah, I mean, it was certainly a thing I knew when when I took over. It was going to take time. When teams come here, we've got to give them a difficult 90 minutes. I thought we were really good out of possession. You know, we wasn't lazy or Everyone bought into the fact that we had to match St. Johnson early on and fight and battle. And once we won that, we knew our quality would take over, and that's what happened. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, I, I, I like Stephen Gerrard what he says. He says, "Listen, it was exactly what they're looking for. The bar's getting raised all the time. The last ten minutes, he did get sloppy. He passed up a couple of opportunities, and uh, but in the main, he's comfortable and he's absolutely right. If someone passes up an opportunity the day before or the morning of uh, the game that when you're playing, you must capitalise on that, and exactly what they did." There'll be plenty of confidence going forward. We're back to old fashioned days here. Absolutely. Days that we have not known since 2011. We're back to the old fashioned days where if you're a Celtic fan, you're going to have to be wary of what Rangers' result was and Hearts' result because they say they're the team at the top at the end of the day. On Saturday, Celtic play Aberdeen. They are six points behind Hearts at the moment. Hearts are at home to St. Johnson, Celtic will get Aberdeen. Celtic can't afford. To slip up in any way the, the, We know they're going through a trying time But in front of their own jury On Saturday They can't afford to slip up in any way And especially with Rangers playing at Livingston The following day Stephen Gerrard talking about a spring in their step They'll come out of the tunnel like Fred Astaire If, if Celtic give them any more joy Martin's in Irvine Martin, happy Rangers fan I would imagine Oh yeah, definitely um, I was just wanting to make a couple of points uh, on Rangers themselves and how well Stevie Gerrard's doing. Back to what uh, you were saying there, six years ago, I was at Beacon, uh, standing along that dark edge, and <laughs> we could barely put a team together. Uh, Stevie Gerrard's came in since the 4th of May. There's a couple of callers on yesterday, uh, morning about Scott Arfield, and I think all these guys are doing great, do you know what I mean? We've, we've had main games in Europe undefeated, um, Obviously, going around the league, why we blip at Celtic Park, eh, and that was probably the only game that they never really, they never came out, never get in their faces, they never done well. But other than the Celtic game, eh, I think they're doing great. <coughs> eh, I think a lot of Rangers fans that were on yesterday complaining about likes of Harfield and that, I think they should take a wee step back and realise obviously where they came from. Steve Jenner's doing a great job. I don't know who. Eh, Made the casino appointment, but that's just put it back. If Jenner has been in charge since last season, God knows where it'd be. Um, and a, a couple of other points about what the Celtic fans have been making. Uh, it's, it's not it's not the fault that they've not done well in the transfer market, but we've been doing well and hopefully it continues. Yeah, Martin. Makes a, a valid yeah. point there Alex Because that, that's the reality For these Rangers fans I know there have been Bumps along the way And, and a, a lot of disappointments But If, if you Take a step back it, It's breaking to Villarreal that, That's yeah. that's why Guys like Martin Are so happy at the moment I think I think the The European uh, Results this, this campaign Has been really impressive Particularly on the back Of last year's Disappointments against Progress Niedercorn uh, Going back to his, his Points there about uh, Scott Arfield 
I seen the his goal yesterday Two assists I just don't buy into that at all Everyone's entitled to their opinion This is a guy that's coming up He's been in and out of the team so far I actually quite like Steven Gerrard The rotation which he's using at the moment He's taking three or four players out Putting new players in It doesn't seem to be upsetting the rhythm Their own momentum And I think if you're a Rangers fan You've got to embrace this Because there has been some really tough times Over the recent years The Rangers uh, fans are obviously delighted With Steven Gerrard When, when he was appointed Some Celtic fans Some Said Oh rookie manager I don't think that was just Celtic fans To be fair that, I mean that, Those were comments I heard Quite a lot I'm not saying they were right But, but the, you the, heard them The main rivalry As always Will be Celtic and Rangers And the Celtic fans are saying Rookie manager No competition there For Brendan Rodgers Transfer window Showed That Rangers recruitment Was good Celtic's recruitment Was mediocre In a transfer window Where they got complacent They got lazy they fell asleep at the wheel They took their eye off the ball Any cliche you care to use And those players that Steven Gerrard brought in Have hit the ground running As he has done as a manager And that there's no point in Decrying him As I said before He had a stellar football career With Liverpool and England He wasn't stocking shelves In the supermarket Before he became a manager He was one of the best players in the world uh, Martin, what's pleasing you the most about the performances at the moment? We don't really see to have a like, no fear factor. So we just keep maybe to get into the game, especially at home. You know I mean? We're just getting into the score the only sort of killing the game at half time yesterday. Um, everybody's fighting the players with you know I mean? We've not really got a kind of a big standout player. Everybody's just begging in for one another. And, uh, back in game yesterday, five different goal scorers. It's been it's been great to watch. Um, and hopefully it continues and the way Gerard's talking obviously he's just taking it game to game uh, hopefully we can get as many points in the board up to an next international break uh, and if we can beat Aaron Wednesday then in another semi-final and hopefully the Celtic mm-hmm. will, we, can, we can actually show them how good they are if we get Celtic to the semi-final Alex how much further ahead are Rangers than you thought they would be at this stage in terms of the, the players they've brought in the building job and uh, listen yeah. I, I also accept people will say well you know, look at the league table. There is still work to be done there. I, I, I get all that, but I'm talking about the the players that have come in and the way they're coming together. How yeah. further ahead are they than you thought they would be? Well, listen, it's, you, n- you never know how your players are going to jail, Gordon. Fifteen players coming in. They've pretty much got a whole back line. You know, from the goalkeeper, the two centre halves, the left back. So they've got that. The new midfield. They've really gelled quickly I think that's been impressive I think the fact that they actually got into the, the group stages of the Europa League Has given everyone a massive lift Financially it's going to be great for the club as well Because money is everything as we all know Because it allows allow them to attract better players But what that's done is it's given them momentum uh, They had the hiccup against Celtic uh, I, I said that prior to it. it may well have been a bridge too far Physically for, for some of them coming back On the back of the Russian trip down to nine men um, but you still have to be able to deal with that And the demands of this Europa League group stage So I think the interesting thing will be the coming month or so We talked about blocks The managers do this in the show yesterday what do, you, what do you plan for? The next couple of league games are paramount How well they do over the course of the next couple of Europa League games Followed with some really tough fixtures on the Sunday after them So how they negotiate them over the coming four to six weeks Will be really interesting to see going into the, the important Christmas period Well on that note Despite the good start To the season Steven Gerrard says The players can't get ahead Of themselves He's simply now looking Towards Air United In the League Cup You know we won't be Getting carried away You know I always knew The opening 
when the fixtures come out, the opening four games are always going to be really tough, the way the fixtures have fell, but I looked at this period against St. Johnson and, and Dundee, and with all due respect, I was looking to take maximum points, and we've delivered that. Now it's about getting into the semi-final of a cup, and then getting ready to go to a different kind of test at Livingston, and, and making sure that we're strong, um, and we're going to do everything we can to try and get another three. Lafferty's not available on Wednesday, so Alfred will go again. Um, but he's had his rest on Thursday night. So, yeah, I mean, the squad's in a good place. Um, a few other people are really close to joining the squad. Rossiter, uh, McCauley, yeah, they're quite close now. Dorans has got another 30 minutes under his belt. So, things are good right now. But we need to recover now and um, get ready for a big night on Wednesday because I'm sure our fans want to go to Ham- Hamden. I certainly do, and the players should do as well. Grant is in Hillington. Hi, Grant. Hello there. How are you doing, lads? Not bad, Grant. I'm, I'm just looking through facts and... Do you know that Pedro had more points on the board than Mr. Rogers? Yes, well, and he was a laughing stock. Well, maybe because he didn't have two trebles in the cabinet prior to that grant, that might have something to do with it. Yeah, but if you've got the the trebles, you've got the experience. Surely that should help him guide the ship better than an inexperienced man coming from Mexico to. Fair, okay. Don't mind that. But Brendan Rogers has acknowledged the poor start the season. He's he's agreed that the Celtic fans should be alarmed. So he's acknowledged where things are at the moment. Fair play. You can ask another question. Of course. Last year there was a question where we asked what Rangers players would get into the Celtic team. Could could I ask you the same question this year? What well, Celtic players would currently get into the Rangers team? Well, I, I did not pose the original question. No, I'm not saying you did, you. And for me, it's a, a redundant topic of conversation because I'm only concerned with what Rangers do and what Celtic do and Hearts do and Hibs do and Aberdeen do. I'm not interested in playing pub games about oh, who would get play, into their play. team. Do you think Steven Gerrard will stay for 10 in a row? <laughs> I'll allow you a moment of humour there. Thanks, you. Well done. Bye bye. Cheers, Grant. What's that? <laughs> He's gone. Yes. Yeah, we were just yeah. building up to that. The, the rest yeah, was all I just mean, a warm up. And then that the, was the uh, line. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I thought we were going to carry on. As I say, we're back to old fashioned times. <laughs> we haven't had this on this programme for years yeah. because Rangers haven't lived in the same postal code as Celtic for the last few years. And now. We are really getting in about our business And Stephen Gerrard talking about Air United Of course they will approach that With the utmost regard for what Ian McCall has done Taking Air United to the top of the championship But they really want to be in a cup final Last time they were in a cup final They had Hibs And Hibs won the cup under Alan Stubbs They want a trophy Because a trophy is a Mm. tangible sign that yeah. Rangers are back And by the same token When Celtic go to McDermott Park They must protect their status As the treble holders Because the minute you're no longer the treble holders It is a visible, tangible sign That your absolute domination is over Alex, Rangers fans must be delighted With the fact that Pretty much everyone that's involved Is getting past marks at the moment You look at Morelos He comes in and scores And when he's not there Lafferty scores on big nights in Europe Everyone has been delighted with the defence And then he mixes it up And Joe Worrell had to play a part And Andy Halliday's come in from nowhere And you know the list goes on Everyone seems to be contributing at the moment Yeah and I think that's a key thing It actually looks to me as if it's a squad Who are really happy about their business Sometimes when you're a player And you have this rotation system It can upset the apple cart Gordon It looks to me as if everyone's very much fighting for the places It was interesting to see that young Rossiter's going to be back into the fold as well Tough competition You've got Dorans, Arfield, Jack Koulibaly to, to get ahead of there McCauley's 
obviously another player within our dimension, plenty of experience. And I think Graham Dorans could be a really good asset for Rangers going forward as well. Uh, as a player I've always admired, he has ability. I feel as if he was been playing out of the, r- the wrong position last year as one of the sitting midfielders. For me, is more middle to front, probing, looking to try and go on the score sheet. So the Rangers uh, management team are desperate to get to a cup final and it all starts on Wednesday night against there. Uh, Weedo Ball is on Twitter. <laughs> He's a Celtic fan, Weedo Ball, and he says, uh, last caller hit the nail on the head. Rangers are playing as a team and Celtic aren't. Too many players think they're big time after two good seasons and they're out for their own agenda. The summer should have been used for a freshen up. So many opinions flying about tonight. Why don't you share yours? 0141 951 1025. You can do so after the travel with Amber. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, a team that gets results every week. Talk to Thompson's.com. 01419511025 if you'd like to get in touch with us tonight. We're also on Twitter at Clyde SSB. We've been going over all things Celtic, Kilmarnock, Rangers, St. Johnson from the weekend. Uh, I'm in the company tonight of Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans. Yeah, a sad day for Celtic uh, today because uh, of the passing of Jim Brogan. Uh, who was a, a big part of Celtic's nine in a row between 1966 and 1975 Alec, you'd have loved Brogy as they called him He started off as a, a player in the middle of the park where Some years later went to play fullback But when Brogy tackled you, you stayed tackled uh, and he was a terrific player for Celtic In his time, you know, he, he came into the team, replaced uh, John Clark initially And then re- took the place of Tommy Gemmell So that was the kind of calibre of the man that you're talking about But in his time He won seven league titles Four Scottish Cups And three League Cups Not a bad haul for Brogy That is quite a trophy cabinet And uh, to Jim's family of course tonight uh, We send our very best wishes and condolences The sad passing of Jim Brogan Yes, well said Hugh Keevans Let's get back to the phone lines And speak to Mary in Shawlands Hi Mary Hello there, boys. Can I talk to Hugh, please? He's listening. Hugh, how are you? I'm fine, Mary. That's grand. Um, I was on your Twitter page earlier on, and I seen it says, been for a haircut, had to <laughs> shave, and sprazzed up. Yeah. What does that mean, sprazzed oh. up? Well, you see, now, Mary, I can tell by your accent that you come from across the water. I come from a land far away. Ah. What does sprazzed up mean? Sprazzed up is a Glasgow expression for getting yourself... In Does that mean spruced up? Spruced yes. up, Sprazzed up. I come from a, a housing scheme <laughs> called Drumchapel. It was sprazzed up in Drumchapel. Right, well, I'm going to be using that from now on, Hugh, so thanks for that. I do you're follow you on Twitter, Mary. and I think you're grand. Woman. Thank you, Mary. And RIP to Jim Brogan as well. God mm. rest his soul. Absolutely. Now, my last point, I'm not on for 10 minutes to talk about a rubbish. I just want to say about Brandon Rogers. I'm fuming. I'm not going to swear. Don't worry, boys. I would never do that. Oh, no. I'm absolutely livid. And I'm sick and tired of all... Oh, I better not swear. I'm not going to boys, so don't panic. I'm absolutely scunner to the back teeth of it. I am sick. Nobody has done more for such a club like Celtic than that man Brendan Rodgers has. And I'll tell you what, he only pips Neil Lennon to the post as the best manager of all time. Now, what do you got to say about that? Well, Mary, in the world of football, whether it's in Ireland or in Scotland or anywhere else... Uh, Football managers survive or fail depending on results. And Brendan Rodgers has created history here with the double treble. But Brendan, like all managers, needs to maintain that success. A club like Celtic, Mary, have a £59 million wage bill. Brendan is paid 
by Scottish standards astronomical money there must be a return for that money and first of all has to be the championship of this country because that's what leads to the qualification rounds for the Champions League group stages and Celtic cannot pay the manager the kind of money they pay him and have a £59 million wage bill He really not... likes that wage bill doesn't he? No but, but you can't <laughs> You can't get away from it by, It's by, astronomical By Scottish standards it is out of this world So you can't have that and not win the title but Hold on a second Because just uh, And I'm definitely Playing devil's advocate here Every time Celtic Got one of those pastings In Europe of PSG Or Barcelona You used to tell us That the wage bill Didn't matter But the, 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 in terms of <laughs> European football Does that not suit your argument? Not at all And now, now Mary's, Mary's fellow countryman Dermot Desmond Has made himself Untold fortunes By being a smart businessman When he invested In Brendan Rodgers He did so in the full and certain belief that Brendan Rodgers would maintain domestic success for Celtic. Europe can take care of itself. He cannot pay Brendan Rodgers that kind of salary and he cannot underwrite a £59 million wage bill while not being first in Scotland. That does not compute. Final word to you, Mary. Oh, I just want to say God bless all of you boys for the grand job that you're doing and God bless Brendan Rogers because as I said before and I'll leave you with this tonic because I've got to go and make the grandkids tea. Oh. I'll leave you with this one tonic that I picked up when I was in Ireland. Never ever let a God disappear into the dark of the night. Goodbye boys. Thanks Mary. Wow. I, I can't follow that Hugh Evans. You're going to have to try. Well, there's another Glasgow expression. You wouldn't go back to Mary with a broken people. One four one nine five one one zero two five. We're also on Twitter at Clyde SSB. Uh, I knew you and Mary would get on well. Oh. See, just as soon as she started, uh, yeah, chemistry. Yeah, absolutely. Would you, would you, would you had quite a thing going on there. I must say. I think I might go over there for my tea. <sighs> I think we better move on. Uh, George is in Rutherglen. Hi, George. Whoop. Hello, George. George, can you hear me? Hi. You can. On you go. The floor is yours. All right, mate. Uh, But as I said, just about the performance yesterday, the Rangers, um, totally over the moon. Probably the best performance I've seen at Ibrox for a long, long time. Um, Some of the football was really good. How how long, George? And I'm not saying that to catch you at all, because we were discussing this in in the office the other day, just as to where Rangers are at. I mean, how long is it since you you saw a performance like that? To be honest with you, it's been that long, I can't remember. Um, probably, six, I would say... Six years ago. About, about six or seven years yeah, ago, yeah. maybe eight years ago. You know, I mean, obviously, we, we were a we were force back then. But in the last, obviously, six, six years, we've not been too great. Or, as Mary would say, grand. <laughs> um, but I, 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 I just want to pick up what I said on... I was on a Friday, and I was the one that says that the real deal, getting a bit of a pounding for it and work. Um, but... <laughs> We are the real deal. We're going to be there. We're not disappearing. What's happened here is that Celtic have believed what everybody's told them that they were miles and miles and miles ahead. That's why they stood still. They're no miles and miles and miles ahead. And a, this is a decent Rangers team. And a decent Rangers team would have challenged them last year. The only problem was we didn't have a decent Rangers team. Yeah, We've got one new and sell it are getting found out. Yeah, as a, and that's, as, as that's a, my honest belief Yeah as I said earlier uh, You know Celtic have been complacent In football you have to seize the moment 
not complacent, arrogant. Well, you use your word and I'll use mine. They're being complacent in the transfer window. Uh, they should have brought in players. They didn't. And then when the transfer window was running out, they brought in players who are squad fillers. With the, the greatest respect to Emilio Izaguiri, who's been a former player of the year in this country, his time at Celtic was up. He then went abroad and played and came back to Celtic. Uh, to be honest, he's not what Celtic need. And neither I would submit is Yusuf Malumbu. You know, the, the squad doesn't need fillers. They need players who can be automatic picks and who can continue momentum and who can take Celtic towards where they want to be, which is the, the treble treble. That was what all the supporters wanted. And Celtic have stood still. And now they're going to have to play catch-up in the January transfer window. But Rangers... Well, have they stood still or have they actually gone backwards? If you t- you know, if you, if you look at it from the perspective of Armstrong, well, the Roberts, well, and the Dembele... A good because I know that George's general take is sort of that, that Celtic were never that good to begin with and now Rangers are closing the gap. Is it, is it not the truth that Celtic were actually miles ahead last season, but Rangers have got a whole lot better and Celtic are coming back towards them as well and that's why the gap certainly looks yeah, like it's closing. The, the, you know, right now, Celtic need battlers because... The results that they've had recently have shown that this is a team that people can push around a bit if they so desire. So they need battlers. And I am just wondering how many battlers there truly are there now. And if they are there and they're offended by that, then they've got a chance to come to the fore. And it starts at Dermot Park because, as I say, Celtic have dominated the football in this country for two years. Six trophies on the bounce. When one of those trophies is no longer yours, it is a visible sign of decline. So Celtic have to go to St Johnston on Wednesday night and protect their status as the treble holders. Yeah, I think it was uh, quantity over quality. I think uh, Brendan Rodgers is on record as saying that the squad is actually weakened but I still maintain that they have more quality than most in the league. They're not getting the best out of that quality. There seems to be divisions. They don't seem to be playing as a unit. And you can evidently see that. They look as if they're struggling from middle to front. The goals are not flowing. And uh, that's the reason why uh, Brendan Rodgers has come out and says he's, he's alarmed. So, you know, mm. they will need to get their uh, house in order soon. Otherwise things will become a bit more uh, difficult in the coming weeks Stephen Ray's on Twitter He says Anyone who didn't see the result coming yesterday Hasn't been paying attention Celtic have won 9 of their 19 league games in 2017 Rogers comments during the summer about the board and the squad quality Along with his body language Has me concerned about his mindset Beat the pundit With goals in the Scottish Sun The SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday it is time for Beat the Pundit Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray are both standing by But they need someone to play against If that someone is you, you go and pick up your phone right now Dial 0141 951 1025 And just for getting through on to Beat the Pundit this week Or for the, the first part of this week uh, You will win yourself a pair of tickets to Glasgow City's Crunch Champions League return leg uh, At Peters Hill on Thursday Remember, already winning from the first leg But it is only halfway 0141 951 1025 You need to be quick because you only have until the news at 7 o'clock to play tonight's Beat the Pundit. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Win the compensation you deserve. Talk to Thompson's.com.
Hugh Evans and Alex Ray here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. I must say, Hugh, on Twitter, there are calls um, for me probably to be removed and, and for you and Mary to get your own show. This was Mary, the previous <laughs> caller. She's gone down a storm on Twitter. You and her seem to hit it off. There was a chemistry there, and Alex and I are surplus to requirements. We, we, we are the Foster and Allen of Super Scoreboard. <laughs> Pundit. With goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday. It is time for Beat the Pundit. Hugh and Alex are both standing by. They've been studying hard all weekend. One of them is up against Gary from Kilsyth. Evening, Gary. Hi there. How you doing? Yeah, I'm not bad, how are you? All good. And you're a winner already, of course, because just for getting through to play tonight, you get a pair of tickets to Glasgow City's Crunch Champions League return leg against Samatio Barcelona. It's at Peters Hill on Thursday night. They're two up from the first leg. Gary, I don't know if you've ever been to see Glasgow City before. Maybe you have and you're desperate to go back. And maybe you've never been and this will be a first chance for you. I've not been so Thanks very much And they could have a, a new fan in Gary Because we've given yeah, the ticket yeah. So there we go uh, Right Gary Heads it's going to be Hugh Tails it will be Alex so let's, Alex has just taken his uh, glasses off <laughs> Put them on his head And perps He's leaning over Gary I don't think he trusts me That's what that, that's what that body language suggests Right You want to see this? No I trust you I've just dropped it It's heads it's Hugh You're off the hook oh. uh, Right heads it is Hugh So Gary up against Hugh On Beat the Pundit Let me give Hugh some Clyde 2 So that he doesn't know What we're up to And we'll get the questions Up and running Gary 30 seconds Head to head oh, Remember you can pass Here is your chance To beat the pundit You ready? Yep Ready Which team did Stephen Naismith Start his career with? Hearts Claudio Ranieri Has been linked with a return To which Italian side? Fiorentina. Which team play their home games At Bloomfield Road? Which English team? Um. Sheffield Which Aston Villa midfielder Has signed a new Five year deal With the club um, Tough tonight I say Barcelona And which other side Play in Barcelona Espanol Who scored the winner For Kilmarnock Yesterday Stuart Finlay Okay I thought they were Tough tonight I must say Quite Gary tough. Yeah let me bring Hugh Keevens back Hugh can you hear me I can They're tough tonight oh, no. Gary says they're tough I agree oh. Are you ready oh, we go. Same set of questions To you Let's do it which team did Stephen Naismith start his career with? Kilmarnock Claudio Ranieri has been linked with a return to which Italian side? Napoli Which team play their home games at Bloomfield Road? Which English team? Uh, Leicester Which Aston Villa midfielder has signed a new five-year deal with the club? Jack Grealish Barcelona and which other side play in Barcelona? Uh, Espanyol Who scored the winner for Kilmarnock yesterday? Uh, Stuart Finlay And who was the last Non-Spanish team To win the UEFA Super Cup Quickly Pass Okay They were hard I thought Yeah I thought they were Quite tough tonight I must say I'll have a word With the guy who makes them <laughs> It's honestly not me uh, Right Gary How are you feeling? I think he's picked me I was going to get Jack off my tongue Yeah there wasn't a lot in it Let's go through them Stephen Naismith You should, you should try Santi Cazorla or something <laughs> This was Hugh last week Gary if you didn't hear it He had a nightmare I With Santi Cazorla <laughs> I think you'll probably Kick yourself with this one Gary as well Stephen Naismith He started his career With Kilmarnock Remember uh, So Hugh got that one right 1-0 to Hugh Claudio Ranieri Apparently I didn't know this Linked with a return to Roma uh, So it's still 1-0 to Hugh <laughs> Alex Ray if you Take a bash at this one which team play their home games at Bloomfield Road? Yes, Blackpool. Fond memories? Yeah, oh, very much so. Yeah, that orange top was lovely. Yeah. 
No, that, that, I really enjoyed my time down there, yeah. Good, there we go. Uh, which Aston Villa midfielder signed a new five year deal? It is Jack Grealish. So Hugh goes into a 2 0 lead. You finally got up and running on the next question, though. Gary Espanyol, the other team which play in Barcelona. Sadly for you, Hugh got it as well, so it's 3 1. On to the next one. Who scored the winner for Comarnock yesterday? Stuart Finlay. It then goes a 4 2. Um, and it didn't matter. Hugh got on to the last one. The last non Spanish team to win the Super Cup is Bayern Munich. That's oh. tough. That is a tough question. Anyway. I'd have got that. <laughs> it wouldn't have been enough anyway Gary four to you eh, four to Hugh and two for you Gary Hardlines no bother good man Gary's a winner anyway remember he wins the pair of tickets to Glasgow City's Crunch Champions League return leg at Peters Hill on Thursday night we'll be giving a pair of tickets away on tomorrow and Wednesday's Beat the Pundit as well who compiled, who compiled the, the questions today it would be it would be producer Ryan this evening wow, so yeah gosh. we're going to have to have words I think they were harsh mm. Well, listen, I don't mind that. No, no, no. It separates the, the men for the boys. The, those with true knowledge. You know, Hugh did well. He kept his composure. I don't mind that at all. All right, 0141 951 1025. It is a Monday night. Understandably, we are. We have been dominated by what happened uh, at Kilmarnock yesterday, what happened at Ibrooks yesterday. We're going to try and do as much of a weekend review as we can. Let's speak to Kevin and Cope Bridge in the meantime. Hi, Kevin. Hi, how are you doing? Not bad, Kevin. What did you make of Celtic yesterday? Uh, How would you sum it up? One word Pathetic mm, Strong words mm. Well if the manager can say that the fans should be alarmed Then Kevin's entitled to pathetic What was what was pathetic about it Kevin? Just the whole performance in general um, From start to finish Throughout um, Brendan Rodgers' team selection As well in recent weeks has been very very poor um, you had Tom Rogic sitting on the bench. He had a good performance on Thursday night. James Forrest was brought in. Yeah, Mikey Forrest has come in and, and doing grand. Yeah, doing great. Um, but I just think from pre-season, from the start of the season, the Celtic performance in general has been very, very lacklustre and very, very poor due to the lack of the quality and the transfer activity in the transfer window. But in the same breath, as there's more going on, in the club from the top down and they're not backing and supporting Brendan Rodgers in the way they should be doing Sorry, say that again you're saying they're not backing Brendan Rodgers? No, is, is Dermot Desmond and Peter Law backing Brendan Rodgers or is it I mean Kevin Do I have to say this again? It might not You're not necessarily Meaning financially Kevin Are you? Yes yes Oh you are meaning financially Okay 59 million pound wage That is the last one Of tonight's show This is the interesting thing About this is I totally agree with you When you're talking about The wage bill There is a perception With the Celtic fans That they didn't spend in In the summer financially Because With the Armstrong money It was more or less Offset With the Edward money so people are t- They think net that it's a net spend, spend. Yeah. So the, the perception is That there's not been A big spend Over the course of the summer yeah. uh, The problem they have Is that they tried to get John McGinn Who would have replaced Armstrong Which is a cheaper option And then tried to Build him up So that he would have moved For 7, 8, 10 million Further down the lane And, and replaced him Like for like But that didn't happen So that the Celtic have missed Armstrong's legs From middle to front yeah. And then obviously Edward has obviously Come in and he's Kind of Stuttered and stammered But there is a perception that they haven't backed him financially, but you're right what you say, Hugh, yeah. in terms of the £59 million wage I, budget. I, I'd go so far as to say that Celtic are throwing daft money about. They've got a huge squad of players, they're paying terrific wages, and you could prune 
One third of that playing squad You could take one third away And offload them Can I ask Kevin a question I was going to say What about his first point About team selection Because The the consensus going into yesterday's game That the team needed to be changed It needed to be freshened up And then the changes were made Apparently they didn't work And now team selection was the problem again Do you know the one thing That utterly mystifies me When Celtic beat Rangers one nothing going on Four or five But for Alan McGregor and goal The display was first class A display that would have ranked with any Given by the team In the two seasons before When they had won the treble And since then They've been awful by comparison And I can't get my head round that But when Kevin speaks about team selection When Brendan Rodgers changed the team yesterday He changed it in response to fans And everyone else saying Oh surely he just does it for this, himself no, Yeah of course But he Like the fans Knew the team Had to be freshened up He made six changes Didn't work Put on three subs Didn't work And now You would think I don't know I don't pick the team But you would think He would go back to To Rogic and in Sham will certainly come back in And James Forrest McGregor And McGregor At McDermott Park Because as I say Celtic's treble Goes mm. on the line at McDermott Park I'm going to let Kevin back in But listen to this This is important Because this This could be incredible Going forward Depending what happens Tony Clark is on Twitter If Celtic don't win the league this season I will get a tattoo Of Steven Gerrard On my Oh dear Bum I'll, I'll change really? the word On my bum That's how confident <laughs> I am It's there It's on Twitter It's published for everyone to see Tony Retweet it Do what you want Tony Clark If Celtic don't win the league this season He's getting Stephen Gerrard tattooed On his backside Well That's uh, confidence you. Yeah uh, I really don't know what to say about that For once in my life But You don't, uh, you don't want to join him On a no, similar no, bet right. No Can I, right. you, uh, Kevin you were, you were saying from the from the summer The recruitment and things And things haven't been going well I was talking to a, a Celtic fan earlier on today And he says This has been coming from last January You look at some of the results at home Last year He says You go to Parkhead Some of the results were very lethargic A lot of home draws And he says This has actually been in the making It's not just happened in the last 46 games It's actually been ongoing since January What's your thoughts on that, um, Kevin? It's been, yeah, it's been going on for a long, long time, um, to be honest with you. I, don't, I really don't know what's going on in at Celtic Park at the moment, the garden recruitment, and the processes of them. It's, it's just, it baffles me some of the decisions, and, and I do agree with you regarding the Wainsfield situation. I do, I do know that, and I do appreciate that. But to me, Celtic are flying the flag in Europe. We should be, yes, I grant you the coefficient was harder this year and we did have to play extra games to get to the qualifiers and that was maybe a mountain too much to ask over the last two seasons. I think we've more than produced. I think Brendan Rodgers doesn't get the credit, you know, and he does go unnotified, but at the same time, there is plenty of more fishing to see out there and I feel as if we're not doing enough to bring the quality and standard of fish up to Scotland. Alright, thanks to Kevin in Coat Bridge Keep the calls coming If you want to keep talking about Rangers yesterday, Celtic Yesterday, we can, will do so But what about some of the other big talking points from the weekend Because uh, there's been a bit of a Well, I was going to say A slight development at Dens Park today Dundee manager Neil McCann uh, Will be in charge of this side's, of the side's yeah. match against Hamilton On Saturday, insists managing director John Nelms That 
that's a story in itself, Hugh. Because if yeah. the, if the if the MD has to come out and say that, you know, you know things aren't well. Well, I mean, how could they be anything other than uncertain times at Dens Park? Seven games played, six in the league, one in the Betfred Cup, seven losses. It can't go on like that. Interesting that they should specify the Hamilton Aggies game on Saturday in the, the statement from Dundee. If Dundee go to Hamilton for the sake of conversation and lose again, they will be 10 points adrift of the Aggies. And at the moment, they're already 11 points adrift of Livingston. So <laughs> unless you act at a time like that, Mm. Then you're going to be relegated Yeah it was a 3-0 defeat for Neil McCann And Dundee at the weekend I, f- I feel uh, that we're working under pressure circumstances Clearly I'm no, I'm not going to hide from that I know we're on a, a real bad bad run In terms of result, results So I won't be ignorant to that fact But um, I'll deal with the pressure You know that's you take a job in management You have to deal with the ups and downs I've worked with, Every manager I've worked with probably has, has an element of working under those circumstances Um and I'm not the type of guy that's going, to, uh, is going to be frightened of that challenge. Just come into work and just keep working hard. And that's the only thing that I can do, is if I'm doing my job properly, I feel that I'm, I'm working hard. I'm trying to give them every piece of information. I'm getting the, the team that I can use absolutely ready for it. And unfortunately, the guys are just playing with that lack of confidence. I can't give them that. They've, they've got to earn that. They've got to take that. Um, they've still got my belief. And them, and um, and I'll keep giving them that. I mean, the, man- the managing director in his programme not spoke about fortitude and resilience, yep. and standing behind people. I mean, mm-hmm. is that something that you would then expect for yourself at the minute? Well, I didn't, I didn't read the programme notes, but I have to say the the relationship I've got with the board has been first class. You know, they've been great. They've always been very supportive and backed us. Um, and then I can just then, uh, it's a knock-on effect. The players have to have my belief. You know, I brought a lot of these guys here. I know there's been a couple still remaining from my um, my time when I came in at the job. But yeah, listen, I'll just keep working as hard as I have been doing. Yeah, listen, that's uh, difficult times for, for Neil. Hugh just touched upon there. Seven defeats in the bounds. Mm. Uh, particularly the defeat as well. Two air in the cup. 3-0. Hit the woodwork a couple of times. He'll be under no illusions that see come uh, the weekend it's a must win for Neil McCann. Otherwise, uh, I'm afraid it may well cost him his job. Uh, and on the flip side, um, Hibbs obviously w- one of the winners from the weekend. Hugh yeah. Hearts, they're still the pace setters, by the way. They should be congratulated yeah. for that. You just can't help but feel that a home game against Livingston with a penalty not taken is a little bit of a missed opportunity. Also, it was the softest penalty you'll see as well. The award. Good save was, as well. Was soft, yeah. Good save by Liam Kelly. Um, but yeah. Full praise to Hearts Because they've recruited well in the summer We're buying on about recruitment here yeah. Hibs have recruited well Hearts have recruited well Rangers have recruited well But the team who had the double treble Did not yeah. recruit well Alan is a Rangers fan from Irvine Hi Alan, what's on your mind tonight? How are you doing guys, alright? Yeah, good thanks. I was just wanting to speak about the weekend I thought it was really good from Rangers Who are being so ruthless It was tremendous to see again uh, um, hopefully that will maybe set the standards that teams come into Ibrox now will start realising that we're getting back to a team that we were and having Ibrox feared is a place to come but my main point was to come on to was uh, Ross McCrory uh, coming back into the team at the weekend I've always been a big fan of his and I thought we have been out of the team for such a long period of time and after having sending off 
I thought he came in and played terrific and it was brilliant to see and the thing that's highlighted me that as well is we've now got as a central uh, defensive midfielder we've got Ross McCrory there we've got Ryan Jack and we've also got Andy Halliday who is like a player reborn this season I've always liked him but he's just Gerrard's obviously brought out that confidence in him and it's great that we've got Dorans coming back now as well I thought with Ross McCrory sitting in there it gave Arfield and Kula Valley a bit more freedom to go forward the same way so it's good that we've got we're starting to get back into that level of depth that we've got in our squad and our bench was brilliant as well again we've got so many various different options we can go and last year when there was a lot of young guys coming in which was fine they were coming in they were doing their jobs but it's great to have that depth there now that we can if we need to change the results we'll get different players on the bench that can make it that difference and it's just I'm excited again I have been for the last few weeks because we've not been that far off I think and hopefully that'll be like a catalyst now that performance and the players can see well do you know what we can do this to teams when they come here because this is our fortress and we'll show them that and we'll just see what your thoughts are on that guys yeah, you're absolutely right, uh, Alan. You, the young boy Ross McCrory, I, I've worked with him with Scotland under 17s a few years ago. This is a boy that gives everything to the profession. He is a model professional and he's given himself every opportunity. But you are absolutely spot on when you talk about competition in the middle of the park. Rangers were lightweight for the last X amount of years. I mean, powder puff. You look at it now, Rossiter may well be on his way back. Scored for the reserves today, I yep. think, certainly played. 5-2 against Motherwell. 6-2. 6-2. We missed that late one coming to the studio, Gordon. <laughs> uh, Ryan Jack uh, is due to come back as well. Koulibaly, Arfield um, and Dorans. So you have uh, two or three permutations every game. You can mix that up. You can freshen it up however way you like. And then you'll have players uh, you know, that can make a difference. So... I think it's a really important thing It's one of the key things That Rangers have At their disposal now They've got People to fill in And when they're filling in They're not weakening the position And uh, as I said earlier on The momentum's very much with them And, and you're right what you said As a Rangers fan You need to embrace this Because as the last few years Have been a torturous time St Mirren fans Where are you? It was all so good For Oren Kearney When he lined up For his first game Against Celtic Crashing back down to earth at Hamilton on Saturday Why not give us a call And tell us what you made of it And Partick Thistle fans The flip side for you It was all doom and gloom last week Back to winning ways this week The full time teaser is next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years Hugh Evans and Alex Ray join me Gordon Duncan on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard And it's time for those two certainly And perhaps you if you want to play along to go and get a pen and paper Because you, sometimes you need to write these ones down It's the time for the full time teaser uh, We always start it at this time every night And we give the guys until the end of the show to come up with the answers We're looking for questions Off you all the time So if you've got good ones Send them in please To fulltime At Clyde1.com That's fulltime At Clyde1.com So Jerry sent this question in Thank you to Jerry Since 2006 Nine players Got their first Scotland cap Whilst at Hibs Can you name them? Steve So since 2006 Nine players got their first Scotland cap Whilst at Hibs Stevenson Lewis Stevenson Yes uh, Yes John McGinn Yes uh, I think you might Scoosh this one Actually I mean I always give the easiest one to you two Between you two and, and Hugh and Derek <laughs> You're seeing the common denominator here yeah, yeah. Who needs the easiest teasers Stupidity really? Is the common denominator Oh absolutely We does and Mark on the show <laughs> yeah, they're, they're close as well to be fair They're close 
anymore? Okay. Well, leave it with okay. me. Since 2006, play along at home. Nine players got their first Scotland cap whilst at Hibs. Can you name them? Right. Um, let's continue our weekend review, shall we, by hearing from Oran Kearney. Did ever so well in his first game at St Mirren, a draw with Celtic. Um, back down to Earthel at Hamilton at the weekend. A 3 0 defeat for St Mirren. Buddies, get in touch. Let us know what you think. No, from one extreme to another, um, you'll have to say. And um, bar probably a 15 or 20 minutes spell in the first half, um, when we looked like we really could go and create something and, and get our goal, um, the manner up at half that was probably disappointing. Um, goals change games, there's no doubt in that. And I suppose as as much as I'm just through the door, there's a few scars from earlier on in the season in relation to maybe quick succession of goals or losing goals in, in that manner um, and I think from a, from the players point of view today it really looked like that and you know the plan at half time was to stay in the game to try and allow us for as long as possible to keep it at 2-0 and, and keep it that way and, and see if we could if we could create something and maybe get that third goal which would which would get us back in the game but um, without the ball today we weren't good but with the ball today I thought we were probably worse you know and that was particularly in the second half that was the most disappointing aspect You lost Jack early on before the game started you lost Hayden early on did that have an impact on what you were doing? Uh, no not really and you have to be honest with that you know we've, we've, we've plenty of players here and, and, and we've depth and we've players who can move in I thought Paul and Anton were probably our best two players today at centre half um, I thought they gave a real good account of themselves and they did everything within their power that they could I just felt probably the others around them didn't didn't do their jobs to help out. So no, you know we'll not be looking for excuses from that point of view. Does that result at the weekend show? Well, I'm sure it shows a couple of things. Probably that St Mirren have still got a lot of work to do, but also how different yeah. it is, Alex, when you're involved in a game where you you need to go and do more than just stifle like like St Mirren managed to do against Celtic, and yeah. they did it really well. Credit to them. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, I said on the show last Sunday, Monday, I think it was when we were covering. Uh, that, that, that St Mirren thoroughly deserved the point uh, against Celtic they, they were very well organised could have actually nicked it with a couple of opportunities in mm. uh, the counter-attack however I said at the time it was a different proposition when you have to come and open up it's a different game plan altogether and then you have to go and beat teams like Hamilton that is a really body blow particularly on the back of a good point against Celtic and they really need to kind of pick up their, their game because they don't want to be languishing They're back in Paisley next Saturday but... They play Hibs And Hibs are a pest If you're looking for uh, A decent result Because they've They've shown it At Dundee At the weekend Hibs went up there A struggling Dundee Desperate for points And Hibs have just Taken them apart With what Neil Lennon Described as the most Complete performance He's seen for quite some time So if you're Oran Kearney There is no breathing space yeah. You've You've been well and truly beaten by the Ackies And here comes Hibs It's, it's Aberdeen after that as well Then come Manlock Hughes So it's yeah. a tough little run they're on So it's important to pick up points now uh, And I don't mean it wasn't deliberate to, to start from Glasgow And sort of work my way out Hugh Keevans But whilst we're, we're doing the, the local side of things Partick Thistle We had so much negativity last week But a really, really important win at the weekend Yeah, uh, terrific win A five-goal thriller against Queen of the South All five goals coming peculiarly in the first half But real show of character and resilience From uh, Alan Archibald and his players And as I say He's so close to the top of the division That all talk should cease now About his job security Because what more can he do than be in touch mm. With the leaders I yeah. said, Gordon I said that The players that Patrick Thistle have They should be challenging At the top of the league Now mm. four points Is they're behind When you've got guys Like Spittle Story Erskine Doolan That is as good uh, Brannigan 
Uh, he's just coming back at the weekend, Bannigan, didn't he? Play, players that are very well known to us. Uh, if you speak about players playing in the, the Premier League in recent years as well, Gordon, these are guys that are kind of household at that level. So they should be doing that. And hopefully, for Arts' uh, sake, that'll be challenging. Yeah, Jonathan Glenn's on Twitter. A much better performance, relieved to get the result. Work still needs to be done, but a step in the right direction. And Jim's got quite a story for us here. He says, I missed for Hill on Saturday. I was down, at, down in Arran. Oh. Uh, I heard the first goal and I feared the worst. Then I was playing crazy golf at Brodick on the 11th. Following this so far And it's called Kingsley Oh Check the score to find We were winning 3-2 Spooky but delighted Jim says There you go Well Anything Are we crediting Jim With the result? Yes yes I'm not sure Am I still getting sent to Interview Jackie Lowe? We will see we, we do like to get you out and about every now and then uh, Tony's been back on as well By the way, just to clarify Remember this was Tony that was getting the tattoo Of Stephen Gerrard in his yes. backside If Celtic don't win the league I would like to correct this tweet He says Oh I should have said If Celtic don't win the league this season I will get a tattoo Of the league winning manager So if ah. Stephen Gerrard wins the league He'll get Stephen Gerrard If it's Craig Levine, Levine He'll get it If it's Martin Canning He'll get Martin Canning I hope he doesn't show his missus <laughs> The tattoo <laughs> of either of them yeah. Retweet Tony Just make sure he doesn't get away with this one uh, Right let's hear a bit from Alan Archibald Just as we were discussing that win for Partick Thistle Probably started the game okay It's just a, I, it was first time in our half Probably Queen's first time A bit similar to last week and we don't deal with a simple ball up and we, we know what Dobie can do and how good he is run about the box um, and we allowed him to do it but we showed great character to come back from it um, a couple of times today um, so delighted for the boys The winner was a, a tremendous strike Yeah it was it, it was and, and Blair's been excellent he's probably not get his goals I didn't actually realise that, that was his first goal last week so um, and all our goals were good even Doolan's goal the way we moved the ball and worked it to get it so um, we just tapped on the lads there we've scored three wonderful goals today for aspect but defensively we've gave goals away it feels like um, and their second one was a counter attack so if we can just stop the mistakes um, we know we've got guys in the team that can score now Is, is that the thing just keeping a clean sheet at the other end is that just as important? Um, yeah vitally important just stop giving away goals um, we can't keep on coming back all the time last week we nearly came back to 3 each, but other teams were only working for their goals and that, that's what we felt today as well um, but we showed great character I thought the first half or some of our play was excellent Blair might have had a hat trick as well a couple of good chances second half yeah, no, he did. We, were, we played a little bit deeper. Um, credit Community South for that. They kept on going and we were a wee bit camped at times, which is a bit uncomfortable. We looked to threaten the break and we nearly got that, that um, fourth one that hits the post. I know that uh, Banzo's been in the team oh, coming off the bench last couple of weeks to get his first start, though, after a year out. It's a great moment for him, isn't it? Yeah, no, look, delighted for him. He came on last week and he's brilliant. He's such a popular guy and he's such a good player. And that's probably how we won the probably influential in possession of the ball in the second half because he started to tie on fatigue. So. Delighted to have him back um, It's a different team With Stuart Banningham He's a fantastic midfielder Just finally on this The Championship's A cracking division This year again yeah, isn't it And it has yeah. been For the last couple of years You look at the, the, There's some serious Strength there And quite a few clubs That will fancy their chances Yeah absolutely You look at uh, Dundee United Starting to get a little bit Of momentum Again my, my friends on Twitter I keep telling you about this guy He's not having the manager Whatsoever <laughs> Every time they get a win He's saying to me That uh, it's just another week We've got to put up with this guy I keep trying to emphasise it You know They're two points off the pace Inverness Ross County The the air's been phenomenal But the one thing The one team Is my old team Falkirk I cannot believe For the life of me That they've not even got a win yet And the season looks almost over for them already 11 points off the playoff spot Was the quiz question Hugh The only teams in Britain With no points yes, So far And we're down to Falkirk and Dundee now We are Albion Rovers got off the mark At the weekend But it's Friday night football For Thistle uh, They go to East End Park To play Dunfermline Now that will tell Alan Archibald A few tales uh, Dunfermline 
have been mm-hmm. cursed by me saying that they were contenders for promotion. They've <laughs> uh, got five points so far, but they are at home. Uh, every comeback has to start somewhere. Uh, and Alan Archibald, if he can get three points at East End Park, then we'll know mm. that this will have truly turned a corner. Peter's a Celtic fan on the line. Hi, Peter. Hi, Gordon. Evening here, evening, Alex. Hi, Peter. Again, uh, lost me yesterday and the day, and banging on about this £59 million baseball, right? Mm-hmm. Which, granted, is also as a fact. But, see, when you look at even that start 11 yesterday here, uh-huh. many players was actually hit. That start 11 yesterday. Many players was actually playing the Brendan Rodgers. And I know for a fact that there's problems off the field at Celtic. Come on, if you know for a fact, Peter, you have to tell us a bit more. Gordon, you guys don't when you come out with these snippets. Don't reveal your source. It was just it was it was your use of the word fact. I was keen to know how you knew it was a fact. That's all. Well, I know, I know through a very reliable source, Gordon. Right, end of the day at Park Kid. So there's problems off the park, and unfortunately, it's and down and. A lot of supporters' eyes went to the park. Well, yeah. I I would not pretend to know of anything uh, that is untoward there. That's not to say that there isn't, but I would not pretend to know what's going on. What I would say in general terms, I don't think that the the hierarchy took kindly to the suggestion from the manager that he perhaps was not being uh, given maximum assistance. Uh, I know that some of the players uh, might have taken umbrage at the manager suggesting that a team who had won six trophies in the bounce were uh, weak, a weakened squad. Uh, But Celtic have a huge squad. I may have my reservations about the strength and depth. They're, They're bigger numbers. I'm not sure about the strength in depth. But they ought to be good enough numbers and obviously there's players um, like Rangers were last season on huge wages so it's hard to either offload or you need to actually uh, subsidise it previous, yeah. co- previous contracts off Alex yep. I mean, that's how the boy Scott Allen's not even getting featured it's obviously at that time he was supposed to go and start a deal with John McGinn which I'm led to believe even then uh, the John McGinn deal was blocked as well by the hierarchy market but I just feel guys we all, we all know if you can you actually tell me then you know about me and the loyal tenure for the last 18 years when did Celtic actually have a strength and form a position of strength and kick on yeah it's a we feeling think we stand still. yeah it's a it's an historical feeling on Celtic's part but you know what's happened in the past is not relevant to what's happening now on the 24th of September and what Celtic have to reflect on now is that and let me say, I would contradict you in one sense, I do not believe that anyone at Celtic Park prevented uh, the manager from getting John McGinn. I think Celtic went about their business in the wrong fashion with regard to John McGinn and they should have had him there at the club. However, they are where they are right now and the squad at the moment, I am mystified, I repeat, the team who played so well against Rangers has played so badly since then. And on Wednesday night, they have to try and recapture that kind of form. And they have to show a unity and they have to find battlers here because they are in a battle. They are most certainly in a battle now because they're six points adrift of hearts. Rangers are there now in this race. Neil Lennon 
will be at Celtic Park shortly with Hibs And that as usual there'll be no quarter given or asked In that particular match Aberdeen are there on Saturday Celtic are in a battle And the battlers in the team had better come to the fore or this will get worse Thanks Peter On tonight's teaser yeah. uh, The question is Can you name nine players Since 2006 Who got their first Scotland cap Whilst at Hibs Now so far You've got John McGinn And Lewis Stevenson Stephen oh. Fletcher Yes Good shout you uh, Derek Ryden Yes He's on fire uh, that new haircut Gary <laughs> O'Connor Yep Paul Hanlon no, he made the squad but wow. didn't get capped. Hopefully, we'll get the answers to the teaser next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard into the final part. Uh, and they're having a go at Jerry's teaser. I think Jerry might have actually got his years mixed up a little bit. Um, I must oh, say no. uh, But listen I don't think it changes things too much I'm just looking at some of the names um, let, Let's forget the 2006 part Yeah I think that's I think that's wrong I'm going to be honest uh, Nine players though Who got their first Scotland cap Whilst a Hibs player This century Let's just pluck that off the top of my head Because they're they're all from there uh, So you've got Stephen Fletcher John McGinn Lewis Stevenson um, Gary O'Connor And Derek Riordan So the nine players Who got their first Scotland cap Whilst a Hibs player uh, Is it Stephen Whitaker? No, his caps were all at Rangers. He did make a squad recently, but he didn't get capped. And remember, it's this Kevin Thompson. Nope, three caps. Dylan McGeo. Yes. Oh, hey. The Griff. No, actually, well, Griffel. he was on loan, so we're going permanent. Yeah, sorry, oh, I feel like no. I'm not changing it. No, okay, he's not on the fair list. Enough, fair enough. How many are we looking for? He now? was on loan from Wolves. You've got three to get. Wow. I'm under a caution now. I've. Gary O'Connor said that, didn't I? Mm-hmm. Mm. Three to get. Right, okay. You've missed an obvious one. Or what I would consider an obvious one. <laughs> is he a goalie? No, no, no. I mean, this is obvious. Of, of, of players who sort of started at Hibs and went on to have lengthy John Scotland Collins. careers. Mm. Uh, <laughs> who was the Scotland captain up until fairly recently? Anyone? It wasn't Darren Fletcher, it was the other guy. You are kidding me on. Who <laughs> was the Scotland captain before Andy Robertson? He also happens to captain one of the, the big teams in this part of the world. Uh... Wow. Wow. Brown. Oh, Scott Brown. Brown. Just as well we got that That was a struggle That was a struggle Right okay You've got two to get uh, Let's hear a bit from Stephen Robinson Shall we A 1-0 defeat from Motherwell At Pitodry. Um There's nothing in the game you know, I thought we started the game poorly um, I thought Aberdeen Started brightly um, But you know, We get punished we, uh, The ball goes under Elliot's foot They end up crossing it We don't mark on the way out We don't follow our runners And they, they go 1-0 up So we're chasing the, the game A really hard place to come to you know, another top six side that we played in the opening a lot of games. So it's um, it's a tough one to take because I, I didn't think there was a whole lot in the game. You know, we had chances, half chances. Um, our, I, I thought we defended okay and our, our midfield were okay. I thought up front we lacked we lacked the creativity again, although we did create some half chances. I just thought we lacked a little bit of belief in the final third again. There's no point in me even talking about it. It's not going to get turned around. You know, what I can concentrate on is we, we didn't stay with our runners for the goal. Um, 
you know what our, our, our creativity in that final third is something I can worry about and I can control and try and try and affect that in terms of referees decisions I haven't seen it back yet anyway so I don't know um, somebody said to me it was a handball at the end when Tom Aldridge had an end of the goal uh, I don't know who it was I think it was McKenna somebody said it was McKenna but like what's the point we, we've lost 1-0 a very close game um, and it's up to us I, I only worry about the things I can control when did you know that Curtis Main wasn't going to be available? No, Curtis' wife's had a, a baby yesterday. Um, he was touch and go anyway, so he was in hospital. So you know we made the decision that he would have to stay with his family. So that was a late one for us. Andy Rose was a late one for us as well. So um, yeah, you can see that I think we, we missed Curtis up front today for that impact and, and physicality. Uh, Stephen Robinson not really wanting to get drawn on on the refereeing decisions. It was quite a quiet weekend for the referees. I thought, uh, I thought they were due a penalty at the. Uh, Weekend there, and then uh, you know he, he didn't even bring it up. Well, he, well, he was asked about it, but he just said, you know, he'd rather talk about things he can control. This is the one where Andy Considine slides yeah. on Elliot Freer. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was yeah, looked like a penalty to me as well. Yeah, but something that he was definitely right on, Alex. If you're looking at it from a footballing perspective, because he talks about things he can control, yeah. and, and Motherwell didn't defend that. That goal particularly well at all? No, not at all. Uh, I thought the defensive shape was really poor, Gordon. They had a really good back line initially. I think it was uh, the boy Hartley just come charging out and, and leaving the space. Uh, and then obviously the boy went in and uh, and, and scored the winner, uh, the boy uh, Wilson. Wilson, yeah, his f- first, first goal of the, the season. And uh, I have to say, you know, Aberdeen continue to just grind out the results. Uh, Gordon needed that one as well because you were kind of down towards the bottom part of the table, which is not that often you see uh, Aberdeen down there. So that's got them back up the way. So um, it was an important win for Derek McInnes. Yeah, you. Aberdeen needed that result, didn't they? Because they've not been, no, no, flying. Yeah, 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 they've not been flying yet. So, uh, as I say, there's going to be one big match at Celtic Park on Saturday. Celtic have to get through St Johnston in the Betfred Cup, and that's a, in psychological terms, that's very important for Celtic midweek. But when Aberdeen come calling, and remember, Aberdeen's yeah. last visit to Celtic Park, they won one nil. Uh, and Celtic were a far more assured side then than they are now, so uh, it's a it's a big week for Celtic. And uh, Derek McInnes, I'm sure, will be uh, involved in a big week as well. He's got Hibs tomorrow night, the Betfred mm-hmm. Cup, and then on to Celtic Park. These are the, the start to the season. Now, like in general terms, it's been terrific. Yeah, I have to say I've really enjoyed it. I think it's ebbing and flowing very well. There's not a great deal between the teams. You know, it's all very much compact. Uh, and it's like what you said to you, it's back to normal business. Yeah. You have to win your game the day before or the morning of yeah. uh, your opponents and it just puts the pressure on and you have to capitalise on that. We've had great football and Mary's the top caller so far. <laughs> I think he's got a soft spot Honestly, for Mary. Honestly, and Mary, I'm telling you, right. Jim's in Shawlands, maybe one of Mary's neighbours. Hi, Jim. Hello there, hi. Hi, Jim. Hi, how you doing? How you doing, lads? Good, Jim. Hello, Jim. Okay. Hugh. Oh. Hi. <clears throat> Something you said uh, a while back, what comes around goes around. I actually think that <clears throat> this Celtic team, I'm a Rangers fan of many years, same years as you, Hugh. Um, I believe this Celtic team has peaked. Um, you, could, you could only go so far. Yeah, I think you've said it yourself. Mm. Uh, and, <clears throat> you know, they start to lose, uh, players lose momentum and things like that. And I believe that's what's happening here. Um, and Rangers are a young team. And I believe we'll get stronger. But if um, the Celtic board don't give uh, Brendan Rodgers money in January, uh, I don't see Celtic winning many um, trophies. Well, they're in a position, Jim, whereby if 
For example They play Rangers At Ibrox On the 29th of December If Rangers are still above Celtic In the league table by then As they are now Then Celtic are in a position Where They have to say to themselves Yes There's a huge squad here Mm -hmm. But Ten in a row Cannot be won Unless you win Eight in a row So if eight in a row Is in jeopardy Then Mm. Celtic have to consider Whether they Increase the squad Still further Increase the wage bill Still further And Go for it again In the second half Of the season It will all depend On what happens Between now And the 29th of December We'll then go Mm. into The winter recess And Celtic Will then have to decide Whether they're going to spend Yet more money Rangers did very well yesterday Celtic Mm. did Not well At all Yesterday But given that there's only one point in it at the moment I wonder Is there a case to say that, that Sort of ruling out Celtic You know It's far too early for that sort of thing Gordon It would be naive to actually rule Celtic out As it stands at the moment mm. Celtic are actually on a, 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 Only one point so, in it you know? Yeah absolutely And, and they're on, on a difficult uh, moment A different difficult period uh, In the season they, they have so much quality and strength and depth That you would imagine that they would come at some point However uh, the longer this goes on, the longer it'll be difficult to come out of. Uh, more pressure becomes on the manager. And I think part of all of this as well is that Rangers are actually starting to get a wee bit of momentum. Sure. Uh, and that results, you know, you look at some of the results when Celtic were losing points, four draws at the, at the second part of the season at Parkhead Hugh. Yeah. And they're not even getting tested. There's no drama. There's nobody on going as if it's going to be a big issue. Okay, I think it's about time we rounded off the teaser. Jerry's in a wee bit of bother just because I think he got the year wrong and it sort of it didn't really confuse it too much because a lot of the players are, are still the same. So we're looking for the, the nine players who got their first Scotland cap whilst a Hibs player. I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. I think he meant to type since 2000 yeah. and wrote since 2006 for some reason. But anyway, nine players who got their first Scotland cap whilst at Hibs. You've only got two to get. You've got Brown, Fletcher, McGinn, Stevenson, McGeoch, O'Connor, Riordan. Two to get. Gary Caldwell. Wow, well done. But want to go, Hugh? Come on. Oh. I have never, I don't think, seen Hugh Evans get them all without clues. <laughs> you, and, you and Derek have been close um, on a couple of occasions. This is, yeah, I'd say, this is the hardest one. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. What it is has that, to be one cap wonder. No, he's got six, I think. Or well, that makes it easier. He's played for Hibs. <laughs> played for Rangers. He was manager of. One of the Renfrewshire sides I believe he's now Ian in... Murray Yes ah. Well done Ian Murray Thank you Alex Ray and Hugh Evans For joining me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard The biggest thanks As always goes to you Thank you for listening Thanks for calling and tweeting And we'll do it again tomorrow From 6 o'clock In the company of Gordon DL And Roger Hanna In the meantime Stay where you are Because uh, Callum Gallagher Is up next <laughs>